Dave here. On this episode of The Design Dudes, we managed to trick Neil Voss into being our guest. He's a fascinating mix of hacker, video game composer, and designer. Most recently, he sold his company Ultravisual to Flipboard and is now banging out some Apple Watch wizardry. Generally, he's a great dude with an interesting point of view, and you're going to be into it. Oh, and a quick note, Pascal's audio track gave up the ghost and he had to create a zombie clone from the Google Hangout source. It's a bit rough, so sorry. Alright, let's do this. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to What are we going to start off let's, with? Let's just get into it. Chuck is married. Yeah. So Chuck surprised married himself. I mean, he had a wife part of that process, I guess. But he surprised all the rest of us with uh, getting married. To tell us all about the ceremony. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> so what uh what's it like being married, Chuck? pretty good all right well cover that so <laughs> I, you obviously don't want to talk about it so that's cool i mean uh, i don't know i don't know who's gonna want to listen to that I, we gotta warm up so just do something <laughs> talk about something it's our opening banter well dave, dave thought dave thought i was messing with him when i oh, told him that you were getting married 100 percent thought that i was being trolled i uh, i had a bunch of friends up to to drinks like a couple weeks ago two or three weeks ago and i was talking to chuck i was like hey what's up man haven't seen you in a bit what are you working on i know you're doing some stuff with your movie he's excited about some 3d printer stuff and we talked and then like i went and mingled with some other people and then like 20 30 minutes later i'm talking to chuck again he's like oh yeah by the way next week i'm getting married just like drops that fact i'm like dude what the heck to to, to your woman, right? And he's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just met another. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, we got to do a bachelor party. And Charles was not excited about the idea of like a crazy bachelor party because he loves going to sleep at yeah. a reasonable time. Because mm-hmm. he's old, like me. Yeah. Sleeping so I was trying cool. to, I was trying to think of things to do for Chuck's bachelor party. And every idea we had were things that were like too crazy or things we knew Chuck wouldn't love. I enlisted the help of our friend Nick Gray to try to try to wrangle something together. And we came up with like, it was like watching a movie and getting lunch. That's his bachelor party. And, and you I'm didn't like, want to watch the first movie that... Well, dude, it was meant to be even crazier than, than that. Like, <laughs> if you can imagine. Well, Nick Nick said he knew of a marching band, and we were going to surprise you with what you thought was maybe an ordinary day of seeing a movie and getting lunch to celebrate being married with a marching band that played, like, I don't know, percussion, not even melodic stuff. Like, really edited down stripper songs? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just blast beats. But we, we couldn't line that up. It was fun, though, right? Yeah, I had a good time. Bachelor lunch. There was even a girl there. No. Yeah. yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah, I guess so. It she happened. was married already. So she was experienced. She could tell you how it's supposed to go. We did see a pretty good movie, though. What did you guys watch? So Wild Tales. It was pretty good. Is that like a sequel to DuckTales? 
Uh, no, it's like short, uh, six short stories by this Argentinian guy, and it was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was super good, actually. It was a, up, up for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. All right. Chuck, I feel like before we, get, before we get too deep in this, you should perhaps introduce our cool guest. Yeah, a little bit. Do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Extra. So there's this one guy. I just met him. His name's Neil, since Chuck can't introduce his friend. Uh, so far, what I know about Neil is in, in this list. Uh, his name is Neil Voss. He has a backstory. And ultra visual is a thing that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a recent thing. Recent thing. And then you've yeah. done a lot of other stuff that uh, I glanced at. So, uh, Chuck, why don't you name off some of that stuff? Okay. <laughs> and how you um, met, maybe. Okay. So this is Neil Voss. I first go. met Neil. Wait, how did we know each other? I think I emailed you on set pixel because you were making cool director demos in like 1999 or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. uh, Kiosks. and then we actually met in person, I think maybe in the year 2000. Is that yeah. Right? You, you came to New York for some kind of like nerd rave thing with computer vision <laughs> experiments you were running or something. Oh yeah. And the guys from like, threadless. I had like a projection an interactive projection, interactive art thing. And then Neil let us, it was like me and the two dudes from Threadless, Jake and Jacob, and you let us stay in, you let us sleep in your, in your, in your audio studio. Mouse infested studio. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, what was cool about it was I actually knew Neil before he had emailed me or I knew of, I've known of him because he made the music for a Nintendo 64 game called Tetrisphere, which was pretty cool at the time. Yeah. Also cyber (laughs) rave, nerd, nerd rave music, nerd rave music. Yeah. Yeah, So I was, I was doing that, but that was pretty cool because the audio on that particular N64 game was pretty, uh, is it was a, was a cut above the rest because used, used a tracker demo scene technology yeah (laughs) applied to modern video games yeah um and then since then i don't know you've just been doing real cool shit design wise and uh otherwise were you on were you on dreamless back in the day i think so i don't even remember that was that your forum thing the chicago thing or no that was uh that was joshua davis's forum oh no i didn't like that dude yeah, I hated that dude. <laughs> you know, you know, I hacked into uh, Dreamless once. No. Then okay. Um, so you know the you know the site Yay Hooray. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So so I had I don't know if I should say this, but um, so I had I had database access to Yay Hooray, and um, is my gain too high? Hold on one second. Yes, it was. Wait, no, it's way too high. Um, okay, so I had database access to Yay Hooray. I went in and I found uh, Joshua Davis's email and his password. And this was before times when, yeah, this was before times when uh, when passwords were stored as uh, hash. And um, so I got his uh, password, which was the lyric 
I forget exactly what it was, but it was a lyric. It was the lyric to a Metallica song. <laughs> I was gonna say Wu Tang. <laughs> Yeah. And so I I logged into uh, I logged into Dreamless and then I started posting as him, like periodically. And most people believe that it was him because I like I stole his voice. Is this the first um, time you're revealing this? It's a, no, it's a design no, he, dude's exclusive. He 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 found out about it, and so he was like. He was like, I was just away. I was away at a wedding for two weeks, and I come back to this, you fucking cock. And, uh, <laughs> and then I was I mean, like, who is away at a wedding for two weeks? <laughs> I don't know. We'll and find then, out. Uh, and then was your uh, wedding? They, took away my, they took away my access to Yay Ray for a month. <laughs> and on the then wrist. they gave it back. And then they, then they, then they hashed all the passwords. How long was your wedding, Chuck? Um, Two weeks. I got there at eight thirty, and then um, we were married by eight forty. It's efficient. It's good. Expedient. Did you get married in Switzerland? Uh, I got married at the city hall. Oh, like Switzerland. How many people were there? Um, for the actual ceremony. Yeah. There were. Well, there was. There were. There were. There was just Nick Gray, um, and then I posted on Twitter that people should come, and uh, four other people showed up after the fact. Did you know any of them? Yeah. They're just strangers. And then, and then we went to a diner. Yeah, good work. Well, yeah. it's, rom- it's romantic. I like it, was, it. It was pretty, pretty speedy. Mm-hmm. Well, and then afterwards, what? I got a bubble tea, which has sugar in it, but I'm not supposed to eat that because it's sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? On your wedding day, you can cut loose a little. I'm living the high life. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Neil, I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you get into the games for music? Nope. Music for games, games for music? Yep. Um, I was, as a kid, I was always... Um, making music or playing music or whatever. Um, and when I was about 12, my friend got a Commodore 64 nice. and I heard music coming out of a computer. It freaked me out. Um, so I kind of took on learning programming and into, you know, in the interest of making music or composing music. And uh, I kind of eventually fell in with like the cracking demo scene, kind of late 80s, early 90s scene hmm. and um, was programming music on the C64, on the Amiga eventually. and. Um, I started sending demos around to game companies when I was in probably my last year of high school and getting these kind of odd freelance jobs. I did like a, a logo theme for Apogee Software for some random game that they never put out and stuff like that. Cool. And then um, I fell in with a group of guys that were XC64 demo scene uh, that were up in Canada making a game prototype for Atari Jaguar. Oh, cool. And uh, we were doing like a mod player uh, audio engine for it. and. They took it to CES, and a scout for Nintendo saw it, uh, made an offer to basically do this like second-party um, publishing deal with the company, and I ended up joining and kind of going that route for a while. That's cool. What's so, the uh, demo scene? I don't know what that is. It's like super nerdy people making computers do all kinds of insane shit. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's like tons of videos of people still doing stuff on YouTube. Hmm. of like you know mostly gpu hacking gotcha. shit now but um it started i think with um people cracked games and then they started tagging the games with these like intros 
Yeah. And then those intros turned into kind of like a cool intro making contest. And then that turned into like people just releasing intros as content. That's cool. Like, that's the demo scene in a nutshell, I guess. Cool. All right. That's pretty cool. All right. You said you were using, using a lot of trackers. Yeah. yeah. When you're making the music for the Tetris. Tetrisphere, I used a uh, fast tracker too. So it was like a derivative of an Amiga tracker. And it was like, a, there was that and Scream Tracker, which was um, pretty popular then, which I didn't really like. It had a really obtuse GUI. So I'm an idiot. What the hell is a tracker? <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like a shitty grid sequencer that okay. you can uh, kind of type an event list of note events and effect parameters. They're like effect bytes. So you're controlling um, audio coroutines. And you're just kind of like hands-on triggering samples at different frequencies and you know basically sequencing music but in a way that's really kind of rigidly bound to you know like I've got eight voices and I can see exactly physically what's in each voice because I'm sequencing the um you know the stuff oh. it's like a player piano that triggers samples sure okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> really? Yeah, sure. <laughs> For our old-timey listeners who know what a goddamn player piano is, you didn't have a player <laughs> piano as a kid? Like, Scott uh, Joplin what? was using trackers. Probably. I, he was damn. the first demo scene guy. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't know about that world at all. I mean, I guess... I downloaded some Apogee games from AOL on, like, floppies, and they had some, like... <laughs> key gen things that had bloopity bloop sounds in it that were pretty cool so yeah so i was i was doing the best i could to innovate those bloopity bloop sounds back then they were cool you did some bloopity bloops and then you uh and then you but you went on to become you know like uh i guess you've you've done uh, some some remixes i've done real music and fake music yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, after doing video game music um, for a little while, when we first moved up to New York, I guess it was 99, 2000, 2001, I did a lot of stuff for TV. So like show packages for VH1 or MTV and stuff like that. I had a lot of friends that were doing motion graphics. And oh yeah, you did, the, you did the music theme for the VH1 news. Yeah, still playing in Walmarts around America. Oh, you know what? Fuck. That visual that I did, or that, that you, you did, or did I do part of that? We both did it. It was like, uh, yeah, I was making they everybody back then. They still use that shit. They still do. They everybody still was making shitty, um, shit. shitty generative graphics in Flash and Director back then. So um, one of my friends uh, that was doing the motion graphics, Kaori, saw some of the stuff I was doing and wanted to use it as kind of like source material for her, for her motion graphics thing. And I had to try to, I was doing everything in flash. So we had to try to figure out how to render it. And I remember like Chuck and I struggling to figure out how to fucking record stuff out of shockwave that was in flash. And yeah, but it was just still this, use it. If you watch the VH VH one news, which yeah, it's like retarded. a spinning, spinning blue and red amoeba. That's <laughs> crazy. Well, I mean, I guess by that time things were in HD or just barely. No, right? no, no. Not, this not was yet. Like, this was like 2002. Was it like yeah. an over-the-shoulder thing, or is it? No, I it's mean, like the still... background of. Or what it's just like an ambient. Whatever. It's just a fucking spinning graphic Blob. behind yeah. the logo. Crazy. I think I, there was a concept to that, but I totally forget what it was. <laughs> you can make something up, sure. It's, it was like make a cool screensaver. <laughs> 
because that's what VH1 News is. Yeah. You uh, heard it first. There it is. Yes, but not, yeah, mostly just kind of playing music at home for fun. Right. I haven't really put anything out in quite a while. I think the last stuff that I did in earnest was um, a bunch of my friends are in the kind of now, like the, the chiptune scene, right? So hmm. younger, younger people who make video game music for purposes of having bands. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're rad. I don't like them. <laughs> them or their music? <laughs> I don't know. Their music is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. It's all controversial. You know, it's trying like to the, add some tension to the, the PCAST. Yeah, you got to add conflict. Exactly. I fucking okay. hate those guys. You're supposed well, to. I like them. All right. <laughs> I hate music. Can I talk about something not so PC? Uh, is it going to be racist? <laughs> I mean, because I want to leave so. the room. Well, let me let me just ask you if it's racist. But <laughs> that's a great <laughs> way. A good litmus test. Yeah. Is it? Is uh, it? If you have to ask, is it wrong to be totally annoyed by Alicia Keys' fake black voice? Uh, I don't know. I'm not answering that. I have no fucking idea. If I it's say not yes. wrong to be it's not a wrong to be annoyed by her voice. No, That's I mean true. I'm just saying like she has a particular nasal. She can turn it on and off, and I've heard. Well, her do okay. It. Uh. So are you annoyed so by like say like Robin he... Williams and his voices? No, no. She's playing a character. That's, that's okay. Well, if I guess if if she's like, oh, I'm gonna do my. I'm not gonna dig <laughs> further into this hole. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot that one in the head and leave it out back. <laughs> What's your take on title? I mean, all I know about it is it was made by some Swedes, and I think the their thing is that it's like lossless quality streaming for people who give a shit about audio sounding good or something like that. Hey, that's oh, better that's than my description, cool, actually. Yeah. So I mean, that part, you know, as a as somebody who likes music, I guess I could see being hopeful about people caring about dynamics and I mean, are they sound the right even even fucking that, noticing? Yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got kind of zen about the music industry in the last 10 years. It's just like music's such a commodity at this point. Yeah. So it, maybe maybe it'll create a you know more prominence of music that was recorded in earnest in some way for like a crowd of audiophiles. But, but it already got bought by Jay-Z and it's already getting turned into some kind of... Yeah. Yeah. The hashtag now, so it's too late. Yeah, title. I saw some really cool looking posters for it when I was walking around Brooklyn the other day. Damn, oh they, really? They well, didn't as, skimp on on money in launching the damn thing. As far sure. as as far as library though, do they have a better library than Spotify? Well, Taylor Swift is back on streaming <laughs> with Tidal. Thank God. I've always so, wanted to hear, hear her music in high fidelity. The answer is yes, because of Taylor Swift. It's the okay. I mean, that's that's they a can't part possibly that I think have uh, the same reach as Spotify. I mean, there's no way. So. Right. Aren't they just, they're focusing on a handful of popular artists or something like that? And then. Not I don't know. I mean, I thought of it as like originally I thought, okay, so this is going to be the new kind of alternative music. It's like streaming, boutique streaming services that yeah. have some kind of like angle, but it doesn't seem like it's all that boutique. So it's like. See, like Bandcamp. Bandcamp should go that direction, like yeah. anything, because they've got 
the indie artists, and then if they just sort of took a page from that thing. I mean, they're, they, they're known for their, like, extremely high-quality, like, audio format stuff, too, right? Like, you can download Flack and, like... Titles. I think, but it's all downloads still, right? It's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they got a player in the... But, yes, most I wonder how large a stream from Tidal would be. I mean, if it's uncompressed it's, or lossless. It's still kind of nothing compared to even shitty video. Yeah, like video, yeah. Um, I mean, that's... I, mean, I, I don't know. I think I remember for some reason doing the math on like audio streaming costs a while back and it's like it's negligible i think hmm. yeah hmm. so the streaming thing is bothering me i listen to a decent amount of music and oh, since i mean i use rdo for whatever reason because when spotify launched it the interface was such garbage that i couldn't figure out how to do a thing so uh, i just want to because you a, hate black ui uh <laughs> yes i prefer the white ui it's hmm. just more comfortable uh yeah, I hate all this that we're saying right now. Uh, I don't know. I just like the design a little bit better. I could figure out how to play a damn song, which was uh, key to me trying a thing. But yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I used to, like, maintain a pretty big iTunes library and playlists and stuff like that. And I've stopped all of that. Like, I don't curate what I listen to near as much anymore. And, like, it's so cheap to check things out now that... Like, I'll just listen to, I don't know, like, on Tuesday, like, ten records will come out or something, whatever, five records. And I'll listen to all of them, and they're in a similar genre. And then, like, two weeks later, I'll have no idea who is who. Like, they're all just one giant band. Because uh, there's no defining feature. There's Like, you don't have to go find it or research it. Or, like, when you had to buy records, like, flip through a thing and talk to a person. Like, it's just there. And it makes the entire thing shitty. So I may quit that. You're going to quit music? Yeah, I don't like music anymore. Mm. It's basically my thesis. Yep. The internet killed music and everything else. I think I stopped listening to music so much when I got this constant ringing in my ears. (laughs) Yeah. You should just listen to, like, bell music, like, you know, the Christmas bells or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Well, like, doesn't Trent Reznor have that shit? Yeah, but music is kind of his thing. Well, make music your thing. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your condition called again, Chuck? It's called tinnitus or tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah, me and Trent Reznor. Yeah, William Shatner. No, yeah, William Shatner. Well, that would explain a lot about his music, since he, he can't hear it. <laughs> so he's like a deaf guy just singing. Yeah. Chuck, why don't you tell us about tinnitus? Um, well, nobody knows what it is, but basically... Uh, uh, you hear a, well, people have different symptoms, but uh, you Vaccines hear a constant it, right? ringing all the time. Uh, that's that's basically it. Most of the time, I don't I don't hear it at all. But like right before I go to sleep, anytime there's silence, I hear this sort of beep like that. But it's re- it's super annoying. So basically, I can't ever hear total silence. When and did if it I have, start? what's that? When did it start? Um, it actually started, uh, it started, well, I was raising, I was raising money for my company. I thought you were going to say um, you were raising like animals or something. No, I was raising money for my company and, uh, the, uh, the people that said that they were going to put the money in pulled the, you basically pulled out at the last minute. Uh, and my, 
and my <laughs> and my ears just started ringing and it never stopped. Holy oh. crap! Did it crossfade yeah. in like over a few days or was it just like instantaneous? No, like you know what it's like. It was like uh, I think it was just due to stress, but it was basically like in uh, Call of Duty if you get um, hit with like a ba- flashbang grenade. Yeah, and then it goes beep, and then slowly fades away. It's basically that, um, but it just doesn't go away. You got hit by a VC flashbang. <laughs> yep. know, that's right. So uh, yeah, VCs can eat a dick. How quickly did you notice it? Like, did it? Did you just wake up one day and it was like that, or it like slowly started like becoming noticeable? Oh no no! It like well. Every once in a while, I'll get hit with it in a bad way. I don't know. I, I, I sort of just assumed everyone has this. But, like, randomly, it'll just go beep, like, really loud and then just sort of attenuate and fade away. Um, and so it's always done that to me. Uh, and I just thought everyone sort of had that. And I, and I guess I had heard that that's when, like, um, uh, hair in your ears are, are getting dead or falling out or something like that i don't know what the real science is people don't really know shit about this ear um, baldness yeah <laughs> and Need so ear rogaine and so that was that um uh, uh but it, it basically just hit me and it just never went away I, I i should say that like it doesn't really bother me at all anymore so i just when i fall asleep i just watch documentaries but uh yeah, I mean, uh, I guess most people get it from listening to music too loud and going to concerts all the time. And uh, so that rave scene thing in two thousand—I mean, that more or less caused it. It it could it could have, although right. that that was really uh, not a rave. Okay, well, I think I bad. um I have that a little bit. Like you can hear a ringing in your ears when everything else is quiet. Yeah, but what I've noticed is like noticing it seems to correlate to stress hmm. so like when i'm noticing it like it's because my blood pressure's up or something crazy does yeah. living in the city help with that lots there's, yeah well actually i think a background noise floor probably helps because you're just not going to notice this little subtle huh. yeah yeah noise. i went to uh i went to uh montauk one summer and uh it was maddening because oh, it's, it's so, so silent quiet. yeah Ugh. That's bad anyway. I can't yeah. deal with that. I was in Tahoe like last year or something like that, and there was nothing. Nothing. It sounded like nothing. I got yeah. d- like so anxious. It just felt wrong. It's also so, too dark outside at night. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Light no up the whole lights. goddamn planet. It's a 24-hour sun. Yeah. Move into the Arctic something. The water's too pure. I know. What the hell? Um... So, Tinnitus sounds pretty shitty. Uh, glad I don't have it. Neil, what are you, what are you working on these days? Now, um, well, Ultra Visual, um, the team and I ended up going to Flipboard for a little while, and then we just left to kind of explore doing another startup. So, um, right about now, we're working on a thing for the Apple Watch, which I think we're gonna end up talking about later if the show notes are right. But, I think um, we can aren't. talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about it now. Uh, we improvise this entire thing, if you can't tell. <laughs> we, yeah, it's, so you so, decided, you, but you decided, your, your team decided to make a Apple Watch app. Or I, I Centered, don't yeah. I mean, you don't make an Apple Watch app, but, um, but to kind of think about how we could 
make that a focal point of interaction. Is it related now. to the ultra visual stuff you're doing or? I would say um, aesthetically, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Functionally, not necessarily. So we're, we're really looking at um, more of a kind of communication driven platform like visual messaging or media, mm -hmm. media rooted messaging. But um, I think the big underlying thing that's different is we're, we're looking at how messaging can kind of be delivered through context or with context in mind. So like, I want to send this message to this person at this time or at this place, like a memento or a, you know, message in a bottle kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and trying to think about how that could relate to um, kind of an interesting in real life forum style message. Is it one to one or? One to one and one to many. We think okay. people, people can understand one to one really easily, but yeah. the one to many for something like that for us seems really um, like the really compelling thing. So you leave like a geotag kind of deal and then yeah. a place and that's cool. Yeah, just like geofenced or time and geofenced or other shit that we can eventually use, like messages that play off of HealthKit data or stuff reliably could be interesting. I have a question. Will it be fun when the battery uh, has has stopped working in the Apple Watch? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it'll be a... When we, when we were first making Ultra Visual, we were like leaving the fucking camera running in the background and doing all this crazy stuff. And, and I felt like it was a badge of honor to think that people would use our app enough to nuke their phone battery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's also really irresponsible, but but you know, I think the uh, what are you I think do? the momentary kind of style interactions will help offset the the battery drain. But what did you what did you think about the Apple Watch when you first uh, when you first saw it? Um, at first, I, w I, w I was hoping it was going to be some kind of crazy transparent future band thing, like you know, way more potential or something, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, and then I thought actually it's quite brilliant in terms of being kind of a deceptive way to, um, to introduce a new kind of way of using tech in people's lives, but, you know, by like attracting both early adopter people and, you know, just people that are interested in having some kind of cool looking watch for lack of a better term. Richos. Yeah. Rich, <laughs> rich people. <laughs> um, you folks have your hands on hardware at all? Or are you still designing no. the simulator? Simulator in the SDK is not great. What's that like? It, yeah, if it does, there's no way that the hardware performs the way the simulator does. It just takes like, you know, you just try to queue up a one image and it, it has like all this delay and all this weird shit. But, um, but you know, it's kind of enough to at least smell out the, um, the layout form factor and the, um, the interactions are really limited right now. Like you can only do table views and, you know, really simple modal stuff. Hmm. And a lot of it really relies on tethering to the, um, to the phone and kind of handoff related tasks. Like if you want to take a picture, obviously it's going to shunt you over to the phone. What protocol does it communicate to the phone with? It's, it's all, all BT, yeah, BTLE. So the bandwidth is shitty limited. Um, most of what we've been doing so far, we haven't gone too far with UX because we feel like without the hardware and without reliably being able to like let people mess with it, it's hard to really guess. Yeah. What's going to be the right thing? To, it doesn't. You know, like how how does it feel to scroll? I have no fucking idea. How far we should scroll and all that kind of stuff. So we're just kind of pushing the um, the envelope on what we can get out of the SDK. Like, can we get gifs playing or video playing or things that it just doesn't give you out of the box? And um, that stuff's going well. But you know, until we get the hardware, we're not. What gonna is that dial called? The the crown. digital crown. Oh my god! The digital crown. The digital how. Oh, God. Aluminium. 
the digital crown. Now, is is crown a technical term based on uh, a, a watch? Yeah, it's like yeah, those are a crown. Is born. <laughs> it's crown. crowning. Your watch yeah. is fucking crowning. It's perfect. Yeah, that that thing's like. Uh, at first, I think you don't get any callbacks from that. It just scrolls. It it just like has default behavior. So it's not like you could do, you know, like oh, I want to use this for a zoom or something. Oh, do, and can you push it in? Is that a button as well? Yeah, but it has, you can't, you get nothing off that either. Like, you push that and it ends up taking it back to the home screen. It's like okay. the, you know, the button. Oh, okay, the okay. Um, you know, it has, like, um, force touch, right? Pressure, extra <laughs> force touch. Sounds like, sounds like rape. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is possibly the worst phrasing of a, a feature. <laughs> force touch. Yeah. Just, just, no, 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 no. Pressure Fine. sensitivity. No. Um, you don't have, Let like, me. for example, access to that yet you know it just like has default things that it does it does it brings up the force touch menu or whatever but um oh. mm-hmm. but you know it's it's just kind of interesting to, to force um, touch is also uh, another name for crossbeing <laughs> what's crossbeing uh force touching you, you mean cosby yeah, yeah. Cosbying. <laughs> or crosby stills and gnashing <laughs> whatever the hell that is What you have to make that segue because I don't know what your app idea is. <laughs> is this the segue? Here, here's the shoehorn. Go. No. Not <laughs> All right. It. It's well, inappropriate. Here, uh, what the fuck is your app idea? Now was I want to know because was, of the mystery. It was Jiggle Dick. Oh, yeah, Jiggle Dick. Now I remember the app idea. <laughs> Wait, what's Jiggle Dick? Uh, so it's geofenced, and uh, somebody can draw a dick in any place. And then if you walk up to that place, everybody who has an Apple Watch gets a, a dick that jiggles your wrist. It's, uh, and also, you, it uses the accelerometer, and you can like jiggle it around. Yeah. Oh, that's that, nice. Yeah. That you like that? So you you could do that in our app. See, but <laughs> there you, you go. You can't use the accelerometer yet, <laughs> but you could you could create like a, a dick channel, and yeah. Yeah, drop dicks everywhere. Be- but do they wiggle? wiggle? I think we found our killer app. <laughs> well, um, we'll put the wiggle feature on the backlog. All right, so let's wrap this shit up. Um, what do we need to do to wrap it up? We- uh, I mean, I feel like, Chuck, you could say thanks. You, are you using your oh, yeah. phone? Dealing with our bullshit. Thanks so much, Neil. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Did you did you find this to be worth your time? It was, it was pretty stimulating. It was a good way to spend my last hours in L.A. I thought you were going to say your last hours on Earth. <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Are you flying uh, back to New York tonight? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the red eye. Oh, cool. Dave, it's awesome. you should come out here, and we should all have a hangout in person. I'm going to do that soon. Uh, is it warm there yet? Yeah, it's really nice today. All right, so I'm going to go out there and enjoy the first bloomings of spring and uh, the ex- the exposing of flesh, which is uh, part of the New York spring that, that I enjoy. Then I will fly immediately back to Chicago and enjoy Chicago's version of that, which is a little cheesier and kind of dump- <laughs> dumpier, but still nice. Uh, a lot of cottage, cottage cheesier. Yeah, well, cottage cheese is delicious. 
check us out on Facebook. <laughs> don't do that because we don't do any of that shit. So listen <laughs> to the thing. Subscribe on iTunes or don't. Fucking who cares? Uh, this is probably Ooh, on SoundCloud. Rate us, rate us on iTunes. Yeah, we got like one of those last time. That was cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Taking the world by storm. We'll and have some live us. dates coming soon. Uh, we're going on tour. <laughs> and, That's uh, a lie. Post, post uh, incendiary comments on our SoundCloud. Yeah.